Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Y'all ready to start the show up? May as well hit record and start doing your podcast there, Danny. I can fuck you or suck your dick till you finish. I can do neither because I ain't real. I'm your made-up girlfriend. With southern accent. I'll hand a podcast over to you. What's up, uh, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know what I said there for that one second. Welcome to the Vainly Title Danny Palmer Show. I'm your host, Danny Palmer. Uh, you know, like the numbers on podcasts, I, I read about the industry too. Apparently, like a lot of numbers went down recently when Apple Podcasts changed their algorithm. So, like, if you subscribe to, uh, you know, Smartless, it used to be in the past that your phone would automatically download all the episodes if you were followed it. But now it only downloads them if you've listened in the last like one to two weeks or several episodes or something like that. So then everybody's numbers went way down. And I was reading some articles on uh, LinkedIn about it. And a lot of people are saying that it's actually a good thing because uh, I guess advertisers want to have actual... They want to sell their ads based on who's actually listening, not on just like some automatic thing that a phone does. You know what I mean? So maybe it's like short-term pain, long-term gain. No pain, no gain. Remember that movie with the fucking Rock and Mark Wahlberg? That movie was sick. That movie was crazy. Was it the dude and the workout dude in Miami that got into like guns and drugs and stuff? Didn't think I'd be talking about that movie. But here we are. Here we fucking are, dude. I got some really nice feedback from my uh, consistent listeners. Betty and Marissa, appreciate both of you. Uh, Betty said, I've been catching up on my Danny Palmer Show podcast while getting my legs lasered to relax. And it's helping. Look at that. See? If you have to go through some sort of excruciating pain, my recommendation would be to listen to this horse shit. <laughs> I was, she also said, I was just listening to the one where you were in Toronto and couldn't figure out if you found yourself in a threesome. Yeah, it's still TBD. Well, I didn't find myself in a threesome because I didn't have a threesome, but it seemed like it could have gone that way. I don't know. Did I fuck that up? Who's to say? I'm not in control of the situation, really. You know what I mean? Okay. And then Marissa had some really nice feedback. She's listening to all of the episodes from the beginning, and now she's made it through all of the space what the fuck dudes when Zach and I parted ways to, my, to when I made it just the Danny Palmer show. She goes, I'm really, really loving your podcast post Zach. Uh, there's no no sweeter words. No no finer words could land on my tender ears than, than that statement. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I love story time. Yeah, when I first when I started to do the podcast, I was like, what do I do now? So then I was going to have story time. I would just tell stories. And then I kind of like fell away from that a little bit. Maybe I'll get back to it. She said, I love story time. I love life interviews. I try to do those too. I'm listening almost nonstop as my work allows. That's so nice. Thank you, Marissa. I, I will. I rescind my comment a couple of weeks ago of calling you a fucking traitor. I don't even know why I said that. You're not a traitor. You're great. She continues, you're a very good storyteller. I quite enjoy you stretching your quote unquote broader vocabulary legs more often now that you are not being constantly interrupted. Huh, Zach? I didn't appreciate Zach bagging on you for using outdated words, quote unquote, or cutting in to gaslight you that you either A, have told this story before in the pod when you hadn't. Oh, I can't wait to read this time. It's going to give me so much joy. Or B, are talking about something no one cares about, quote unquote, in Zach's words. I mean, I definitely identify as no one or a single idiot computer, as I put it this past fall. Sorry, a single idiot consumer, as I put it this past fall. But I care. I want to listen. Thanks, Marissa. Yeah, fuck Zach, dude. You know what I'm saying? She said, it's hard. It's hot. Oh, well, sorry, that part. Let's just say nice. It's nice to listen to someone with a nice voice who has a mastery of the English language flex a little 
while they tell stories or just talk about whatever they want. Thank you. That is so kind of you. That is so gratifying to my ego. And look, I'm just trying to make the podcast bigger and and so that if someone hasn't listened to it before, maybe they'll hear that and be like, oh, maybe I should tune in again. I'm not just like fucking bragging, dude. Okay. If people send me shitty feedback, I'll read the shitty feedback too. I don't give a fuck unless it's too hurtful. And then I'll just cry and not talk about it and not read it. <laughs> I meant to promote my stuff at the outset. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Danny Palmer NYC. Also the Danny Palmer show at the Danny Palmer show on Instagram. And uh, yeah, those are the things I like to promote and follow at black cat. At Black Cat Comedy on Instagram. Every Friday, I run a show at Black Cat LES. It's this cute coffee shop in the Lower East Side of Manhattan that we turn into a lit comedy club type vibe, and it's fun, and there's really good comics. Um, yeah, anyway, okay. You can get tickets there at that link too, at Black Cat Comedy in the bio. Link in bio, or you can just type in Black Cat Comedy on uh, Eventbrite, and you'll, you'll find it there too. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on, what else we got to talk about here? Oh, yeah. I flew down to New Orleans this past weekend to hang out with my college friends. We went to Crew de Vu, this really fun Mardi Gras parade that is sex themed. It's funny because there's the floats are small enough to go through the quarter, and on on actual Fat Tuesday they're not small enough. So it's really fun to see floats go through the quarter because it's really confined, you know. And we, but it was funny because it's sex themed. We noticed that like you know like probably like four of the floats were just like a giant dick, and then one of the floats was a giant dick and a vagina. But I feel like if you're if you're parade is sex themed like that's probably the heavy go-to in terms of like paper mache it's just huge dicks on the oh that's fun that's fun crudeville i dude you gotta go it's so fun and the people in new orleans are so nice and they have great senses of humor they're funny um one of the bartenders we were talking to what was this place called clyde's corner yes she was saying that when travis kelsey and taylor swift break up that taylor was going to write a song called fourth and inches Oh, that's fun. Get it? Okay. Double double entendre. Oh, and when I was flying down there, I was talking to the flight attendant uh, for a minute, and she was saying that turbulence puts her to sleep. To sleep. Wow. That is a pretty nasty flex. Okay? If you're a guy and you get super scared at turbulence, just think about that lovely woman flight attendant sound asleep. To the gentle lull of turbulent aircrafts. Dude, that's pretty sick. I tip my cap to her. Oh, by the way, I've had this happen a couple times. I mean, I guess it's like a normal thing to happen if you're out a lot, <laughs> like I am. But like this, I, I was talking to this girl somewhere in New Orleans this week, and, and then this guy came up and was like, hey, that's my girl. I'm like, okay, well, then maybe you should entertain her, bro, because she looks real bored and you weren't talking to her. So, you know, all right, that's the end of that story. I don't really remember the details there, but it happened to me in, in uh, New York too. I was actually, the time it happened in New York, I wasn't even hitting on a girl. I was just trying to find my friend who looked kind of like her. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm looking. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, what's up, what's up man? I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? I'm trying to find my friend. And I, I don't know her that well. And I thought that was her. And he's like, oh, that's my girlfriend. I was like, all right, dude. Sorry. Shit. My bad. But also like we're in public, you know? I mean, you're going to put a cage around her? <laughs> I can't ask somebody to help me find something. All right. That's the end of that. I guess maybe I'd be like annoyed or like get jealous if someone did that. But it wasn't. I did. I talked to her for like eight seconds, dude. She was really pretty. Probably like like very accustomed to guys pulling that shit. Well, I wasn't pulling anything. Other guys. Well, am I arguing with myself about my own story? This is crazy. All right. Continuing on. Oh, some of my college friends. We went to Mercer University in Macon, Georgia back in the day. 
dude, they went to the World War the World War II museum before noon. What? Who is doing that? You're going to the a museum, a war museum before noon? Don't you want to have some lunch first before you witness carnage? Guys, what the fuck, dude? Oh, okay. I learned this fact on Jeopardy, and it's so crazy. I, this is like my favorite story or like Jeopardy trivia fact to tell now. So Scarface came out in 1983. It was directed by, do you know? Do you know off the top of your head? I didn't. I didn't remember that. I don't even know if I knew it. It was directed by Oliver Stone. He, the uh, San Francisco 49ers, who were in this year's Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl in 1982, and their quarterback, obviously, was Joe Montana. That's why Tony Montana in Scarface is named Tony Montana. He was named after Joe Montana, dude. So I'm not sure that Joe Montana was a Cuban. Wasn't uh, Scarface? Isn't he Cuban? I don't know. I don't know. I guess is Al Pacino Cuban? I don't know. I'm just, just don't cancel me. I'm just asking questions. I don't fucking know, dude. Oh, I usually do the self-improvement stuff at the end of the podcast or end of the episode, but um, I saw this thing on Brad Stolberg, I want to say. I think it's S-T-U-L-L-B-E-R-G. I think that's his name. And he posted this like list of characteristics that can coexist. And the one that really stood out to me, the pair that really stood out to me is acceptance and improvement. Because I think that's one I really struggle with. It's like, okay, I always want to be improving. And thus... I feel perpetually dissatisfied with the state of things as they are, but that perpetual dissatisfaction uh, negates acceptance. They can't coexist. Well, he's saying that they can coexist. You can accept yourself and where you are today and also strive to improve. And so just being able to hold those two thoughts in your head simultaneously, I think that's, that's helpful for me anyway. Um, okay. And now a science story, dude. Do you guys like science <laughs> space? What the fuck, dude? I told Zach, I do, me and Zach, again, I, Zach McGovern and I, he was the co-host of this podcast back in the day. He and I just did an episode of Oops! The Podcast, hosted by Julio Gallarotti and Ryan Lynch, that just came out uh, the day before this did. So this is coming out on Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. It came out yesterday, by what you mean today, the one I'm recording. No one cares, Danny. And, uh, you know, so we, we argue and bicker all the time. And we had a space podcast, which is a science podcast. We're both just comics that don't know anything about anything, and we had a science podcast. I think that's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. And then just collapse in anger. All right, so. Okay, this is the, my science interesting story. Uh, the headline of the story was called Total Eclipse of the Park. So the Cleveland Guardian's home opener coincides with a rare solar eclipse. It's actually the last eclipse that's going to be over the United States of America until... 2024 wait 2444 or something like that god damn it did i not capture that fact yeah i'm pretty sure 2444 and apparently solar eclipses happen every 18 to 24 months but oftentimes that's over like uninhabited areas and nobody really sees it unless you like trek out there anyways the orbit of the sun the earth and the moon will align so that the moon blocks out the full disk of the sun casting darkness across along a path that will extend from Mexico to Dallas to Little Rock to Indianapolis to Cleveland to Buffalo to Caribou, Maine. Did you know that Caribou, Maine was a town? Now you do. I didn't. All right, maybe you did. I don't fucking know. The phenomenon occurs every 18 to 24 months, as I said, usually over vast oceans or uninhabited regions like Antarctica. Doesn't Antarctica have some people? I don't know, dude. Um... So that, but now they they have to figure out like what do they do? I think it's gonna happen somewhere at around three p.m. So it's like 
Do they start the game right after the eclipse? Do they play the game at night? I think they should do it. Have it start right after the eclipse. And then that'll cast bad luck on Cleveland's entire season. <laughs> I mean, I don't really believe in luck, but something maybe or maybe it's auspicious. Is it auspicious? Could that be it? Wow, I really thought because I went down to New Orleans that I had a, a lot of content for this week. And I guess I kind of did, but then I really went through it fast. Oh, I guess the last thing I was going to say is like a science thing. Oh, you know what? And then I'll read a few quotes and then we'll call it a fucking John, dude. Um, Neuralink, that's Elon Musk's company that does uh, develops computer interfaces that can be implanted in human brains, uh, placed its first device in a patient this past Sunday. Blah, 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 blah. The company's first product was called Telepathy and would allow a human to control a phone or computer just by thinking. It's here. We're merging with the machines. Do you think that AI already could take us over and kill us all, but has decided, not has elected not to? Because why? Why not just wait? You know? I read this crazy thing. It's like, or I think I heard it on a podcast, like, the machines ultimately will just want to cool the earth so that their machines can run more efficiently, and they don't have a sense of time or a sense of urgency so why not just let all the humans die out, even if it takes thousands of years? Or maybe even if it takes millions of years. So what, dude? So maybe they can not take us all out right now. They're just electing not to because they don't need to because they're machines. Oh, boy. Elon Musk said, initial users of telepathy will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. Maybe you want to pick a different reference after he little Jeffrey Epstein connection there. I mean, aren't there other smart people that you could reference besides this uh, apparent piece of shit? Also, Neuralink received approval from the FDA to begin human trials last May, and its first clinical trial is open to recruitment for people with limited or no use of both hands due to a cervical spinal cord injury or to amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, a neurological disorder that affects nerve cells. The study involves placing a small, cosmetically invisible implant, cosmetically invisible implant in a part of the brain. Oh, I was gonna say, wouldn't it be invisible because it's inside their fucking head? Cosmetic isn't all of your brain cosmetically invisible because it's inside your skull? I don't know. Implant in a part of the brain that plans movements, Neuralink's website reads. The device is intended designed to interpret a person's neural activity so they can operate a computer or smartphone by simply intending to move. No wires or physical movement are required. That's fucking sick. Eventually, these devices should allow blind people to see or give someone with a severed spinal cord full body functionality. And that apparently is underway, dude. I mean, don't you think in like 15 to 20 years, stuff like that, like reinstating uh, sight, reinstating sight or allowing people full body movements that are paralyzed? I mean, let's just mind-blowing and then i think i feel like at some point won't they just like figure out cancer with some like gene therapy or i don't know i watched this 60 minutes uh what do you call them on 60 minutes article story yeah story about this like amazing doctor who has innovated this technique where you can use an ultrasound the same kind of ultrasound that you use on a, a pregnant woman's stomach to see the baby to like shoot cells inside someone's brain to like change the bad part. I'm, I'm not a fucking scientist, dude, as you know, to change the, the part of their brain that's like giving them trouble. And they showed this guy, his one of his hands was just uncontrollably shaking and he couldn't even hold a cup of coffee. They put him in the MRI machine. 
Um, they shot the whatever the fuck it is, air. No, I don't know. Cells. I don't know. It's something. Shot it in his brain without cutting his skin open, which, you know, the skin's the biggest organ. So that's a, a problem. You're creating a second problem when you do surgery, right? No surgery. And then within a minute of getting out of the MRI machine, he was using his hand to drink the same cup of coffee and I wasn't shaking. And it, the procedure itself took under 15 minutes. So that's pretty inspiring, dude. I, that's that's kind of fun. Okay, the last thing I was going to tell you about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I was reading this article about the mob wife aesthetic. I guess that's like big on Instagram and like maybe TikTok now. Apparently, like there's new like fashion trends that are made evident through it. Did I just say made evident? What a loser. <laughs> um. Anyways, so they're talking about uh, Francis Ford Coppola. He doesn't really fuck with Instagram, I guess, but he made an, an exception for the so-called mob wife aesthetic, a louche. I, I looked up how to pronounce this. Louche amalgamation of fur coats, leather, and leopard prints that are being presented on the platform as a kind of mafiosa cosplay. In a recent Instagram post, Mr. Coppola, the director of The Godfather, compared the style to that of Connie Cor- Corleone, a character from the film portrayed by his sister, Talia Shire. And this is his quote about her. A sultry, delightful Italian princess. I'm okay with that entire story, except for the word, you guessed it, sultry. (laughs) I don't think any guy should be describing his sister as sultry. And I'm going to go broader with that assessment and say that you shouldn't even describe a character that your sister is playing as sultry. Let's just avoid that word altogether when it comes to your sis, pal. Enjoy the movie, though. Thank you for listening to the old pod, John. Wow, 18 minutes. Pretty good. Not too fucking shab, Jan. At Danny Palmer NYC on Instagram. Thank you for listening. These come out every Wednesday. Uh, check out that episode with uh, on Oops, too, because Julia has a much bigger audience, and I want to bleed his audience into my audience <laughs> and then kill him. Just kidding. He's my very close friend. All right. Thank you for listening, Jan. Come.